Hello, hello. Welcome to the Bali Effect. This is Preeti Tana. This is Dee Dee Perry. Hi, Dee. Hello. <laughs> so we're, we're here. We are here. You're we, not six feet away from me. I'm not. I guess I'm taking a chance a bit. But uh, we had a guest this evening, and um, our guest didn't feel comfortable coming in, which is un- completely understandable. Like the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. It's New Friday, York March is... 13th. We're in New York City. It's been a hell of a week. It has been. Oh, well. <laughs> what we so we're going to just talk about our favorite thing. My favorite thing. What? Social distancing. That's your favorite thing? It's not. You know, that I... That explains a lot. I... <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Well, we're back with the <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You left yourself wide I open did. for no, that. I did. Um, no, what's interesting about it is that I, I did for a moment have a small uh, you know spark of glee because that sort of social distancing allowed me to not interact okay but that lasted for a good two hours and after <laughs> three days of working from home I don't I don't you know what's that saying you always want what you can have mm-hmm, something mm-hmm. along those lines so well maybe we should give this some context mm-hmm. um in the last I can't keep track but a national state of emergency has been declared, I believe, today. Today? Because of the outbreak of the COVID-19 virus, also termed the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think New York declared a state of emergency a couple of days ago. I can't tell. All the days blend together. Yesterday, it, I believe. Yesterday, to me, was it felt like the fever pitch, um, the height of the hysteria, to date, mm-hmm. at least from my perspective, like all of the news, all, every text message I was receiving, all the headlines I was looking at, all the emails that I got were all on this topic. Right. And it was all bad stuff. It's like, close, 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 stop. It, the, the sky is falling. Yeah. You know, the the day before, I had gone to the grocery store uh, and it was fine. I went yesterday and was, um, you know, it was packed, mm-hmm. packed. I didn't. They, you know, I didn't see the situation that a lot of people had been uh, putting up on social media or discussing in terms of nothing available. Mm-hmm. Certainly things were available, but the lines were, were really intense. It's interesting you say that because I, too, went to the store at the urging of, you know, relatives and, you know, all of the, the people on the news to stock up on things in preparation because they're talking about, you know, we all might be hunkered down for an indefinite amount of time. Who knows what is coming? And I was expecting what you were describing, like hugely long lines and uh, nothing on the, the shelves. And I must say, the, the target that I went to in the morning, I did go early, it was well stocked. It was well supplied. I got what I needed. Mm. The line was about 15 minutes, which is what the line typically is at a Target. Right. Um, the medicine aisle was quite bare. Everything for a cold was pretty much gone. I got the second to last knockoff of Dayquil, <laughs> their brand. But, you know, I, I don't know. Preeti, do you think that this is an appropriate response that we are having? Because at this point, I mean, Broadway, my beloved Broadway, so- has been shut down that has never happened right that didn't even happen after 9-11 well i you know i was just going to mention 9-11 because i think new yorkers have a certain sense of resilience when it comes to you know 
catastrophe. catastrophe. But what we haven't experienced is, um, you know, the idea that there is something that we're unclear about yeah. and unverified that could spread very, very easily. Right. And so 9-11, just by mere fact of that act, kept us socially distant for quite some time. Right. I, I didn't I recall very clearly, even though I lived in Hoboken at the time, not leaving my apartment for for a good two weeks. Whoa. A lot of that had to do with being nervous about, um, you know, people's reaction to maybe my skin color or my brother had, you know, at the time received some sort of, I think all of those things are normal after something like that. But what was, what I thought of, um, as we, as I was in the grocery store and seeing a lot of Instagram posts and stories on here's my, you know, nothing left at my Trader Joe's right. and here's a line for Trader Joe's. Right. Was that, you know, people live like this every day where mm. they they don't have the ability to get what they need. Mm. Um, and so it was a little interesting to me, you know, we get what we need and we have access to it all the time. And that the thought of it being taken away, you know, there's, there's, and I, I understand it, right? We, we want to ensure that we have everything we need, but you know, I did think about the folks that struggle every day to get what they need. You know, I had a similar, but slightly different response as I am standing there with my cart, you know, surrounded by many other people with their carts. I actually think that we have way more than we need. Of course. Because here I am thinking, okay, everybody in here is stocking up on so way, way more than they can consume. Truly. I mean, I think if, if an apocalyptic event truly did occur, or even if it didn't occur, I just think like the human body, the average human body, pretty healthy, can get by with like a bag of rice for like two weeks, mm-hmm. possibly longer, right? But here we all are like buying you know, 10 bags of rice, 20 things of pasta, 50 things of tuna, all these canned foods, like all the things, all the entomans, all the frozen foods, all, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure that there are packed freezers and pantries all over this town for households of like one, two, maybe four people. And probably two of those people, you know, are children. And it's like the ruggedness of the individualism that runs our way mm-hmm. of life, I actually had not problematized until yesterday. Mm. Because I'm thinking, you know, if it really, really became, you know, a question of is there enough for a long period of time, the efficient thing to do would be, you know, look, every building, just take a village mentality. You know, it, my building alone, for example, mm-hmm. has like 40 units, right? So maybe there are a hundred people living in my building, give or take, right? Combined with the singles and the you know multi people. If everybody, you know, put up signs like in the hall, it's like, all right, we're gonna do breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Make sure that everybody eats. If everybody could just chip in like one thing, we would have way more than enough I... to get by for a very long time. But if every single individual apartment is trying to spend hundreds of dollars on mm. groceries, that is so wasteful. Well, look, I think two things. One, But at the same time, I also don't have a desire to go and knock on all my neighbor's doors and be like, hey, you guys, let's just all chip in because that's just not our culture. It's not a New York City culture. No. Or I don't think it's American culture. No, quite frankly. I really don't think so. I think like my family back home, 
Certainly. Like when the hurricane hit, mm-hmm. um, one of the hurricanes, I don't even know which one, but I remember a lot of people in Connecticut lost power, maybe Sandy or Hurricane Irene. And a lot of my aunts and cousins and uncles and stuff ended up at my mom's house. There was like 15 people or something because it just so happened her house had power. And literally people are bringing the groceries, they're all cooking. And I hear for that like week, they had a ball. And it was like, oh, well, I don't. Gosh, I, was, I was going to say, I don't. I think, I think that we may. Of course, I'm always, you know, backing humanity and think, think the good and everybody. Um, slightly naive sometimes, but I do think there's probably pockets of people in the city or pockets of buildings that are, you know not only saying, okay, you know, how do we band together in something like this? Let's share toilet paper. In a couple days, right? In a couple, right? Let's share toilet paper. I mean, not like the usage. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Um, But I also, you know, I hope that, you know, potentially post, you know, in the next couple weeks where I'm really hoping things clear up and life gets back to normal. Although people are saying it will never be the same. Do you think that's true? No, I don't. Uh, I mean, I think... I wouldn't have, I don't think that anyway. I mean, I don't think I would go all the way down the path of thinking our lives have changed forever. That's a significant amount of adjustment, I think, for one person to handle individually. But I I would hope that eventually um, this does bring about the conversation that you're talking about for a lot of people, you know, that I didn't realize how individualistic we really are in terms of our needs and our wants. And there, there I saw moments of compassion, um, in the grocery store. Mm. I saw moments, Do tell. I saw moments of people, you know, a lot of people were in line and I saw this happen three times, including myself as one where they would forget something. And so the lines were very long and it it didn't even take, you know, it took me looking around and the person behind me saying, if you forgot something, you I'll hold your space. Mm. So I saw that mm. a few times. That's nice. That was nice. The kindness of strangers. The kindness of strangers. So I do think we, we in, you know, there are enough people that would sway a conversation of how do we um, help versus hinder. Um, but the the majority of folks are, I think, in panic mode. Absolutely. You know, um, well, a couple of things. Look, we here on the Bali Effect, uh, we certainly were not intending for this to be the episode for this week. <laughs> I just want to drop that in there. But we don't, you know, we are not creating in a vacuum. And we didn't want to seem like, well, we're just putting out these awesome, well, hopefully you think they're awesome, (laughs) conversations uh, that are completely aloof and unrelated to very serious things that are going on. So we just thought it would be appropriate to to just speak on what is happening right now. But please tune in for the coming weeks because we got great things coming back to our our message. But this conversation to me is still on topic of Mm. our, you know, Bali effect moments, moments, because it's a little bit different. Um, normally, we're talking about people having shifts because right. of, you know, things in life and, oh, you know, pivot points, all that good stuff. But now it's as if life has pivoted for all of us. Right. Nature is the one doing the pivot. Mm-hmm. And it's like whether you're on board with it or not, it's a new day. And so how that how people are responding to that, I think it's fascinating. Did you hear? So the NBA season has been canceled. Yes, it's been a big topic of conversation. March Madness. Yeah, I'm actually more hurt by or sad for the for the uh, college basketball 
um, folks. I mean, I'm, I'm from Connecticut. Yukon is huge. It's yeah. a culture. All of that is canceled. And I think that I was, um, what do you think about this? What's the guy's name on Shark Tank? Um, Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. Mm-hmm. He has announced that he's going to pay for all of the employees, um, not just the, the basketball players, but like the ticketing staff and the concession stand workers and the people who mm-hmm. rely on that income to get by so that they will not be harmed by this. And some other teams are asking for the players to make donations right. to cover those folks' salary. I think that is generous. I think that is a beautiful response to what you're saying. That there is a lot of good out there. Right. Um, I actually saw that there was a guy who posted a text that, um, uh, you know, do I want to run all this uh, traffic to his to his site? Um, Maybe you don't mention him. And just mention well, on Twitter, this is the exact quote. It says... Um, F coronavirus. Who has a bill coming up that they're not sure is going to get paid? Send me your bill and your Venmo. Yeah. Now that is beautiful. That is beautiful. And I'm hoping that these sorts of um, humanity-driven, compassion-driven reactions will proliferate as this continues to to wear on. I also wonder... I know for me in particular and other people I've spoken to, you know, we have, uh, you know, for, for those people, well, most of us in New York city are working from home now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so most of us are spending time on our own or with our families. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if this gives people many moments to really reflect upon what they're doing, you know, absolutely. And, and, I hope so. And what I find so interesting is how much of our world is at a standstill because of this virus, both from an economic perspective. I mean, I, it's unbelievable to think of, to your point, not only the folks that um, cannot continue to work, but the impact it's had on the economy overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think we've begun to see no. what this will no, we, do. We, we have many weeks to come before we actually see you know, the impact of it. But how in such a small, I mean, it, was, it seemed to me a moment. It seemed to me one second life before Corona and life after. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where it, it happened so fast. And of course it didn't. But just the, the idea that you never actually understand how quickly life can change. Yeah. Um, Do you think that people are overreacting? I mean, I, I, I don't want to put it in the hands of the people. I think the media is overreacting. Mm. And so that's causing a lot of fear-based response. Um, It's interesting. I I was chatting with our, our friend, Daniel, um, and he has a theory that I really, I, I think he's onto something. He said, I don't actually think that the panic that has really taken over is about this virus. I think that most people live in a state of very high anxiety mm-hmm. most of the time. I would agree and with it's that. just below the surface. So all it takes is one triggering event for it all to just get spewed out. And that is what we are seeing. Not so much that it's the virus itself, but that they've been given permission to release something that has been there for a long time. And I actually, that corresponds to something that my therapist said, um, who I just think the world of, if she's listening, I think the world of you. Um, But she said, you know, people are wonderful. They are like really good. 
but they're also very unhappy. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But I, you know, what is the source of that unhappiness? And I think a lot of it, you know, I'm no expert and certainly have struggled quite honestly in, in my life with moments of feeling unhappy mm-hmm. and unfulfilled and, and moment. And I don't think a lot of people see that side of me. I've had, I've had times where, you know, I wake up in the morning and I think, okay, I can't, I can't do it. Now. I think we all have those days. Um, that was <laughs> last week. For me. Right. Um, but I think a lot of unhappiness comes from expectations, unmet expectations. And well, what so, is happiness, Tana? You know, I think it, it is, really being at ease in the moment. So it's a state of being for you. It's it's a state of being. Yeah. And I, and I don't think it's external and I've spent a significant amount of my life, um, trying to move myself to a place where it's not dependent on external happenings or people. Mm -hmm. And I think that the, the path to that started, you know, when I first, when I, you know, started doing my yoga teacher training, man, you know, 16 years ago. And it, it's a slow progress. But I think in the past couple years, it's exponentially moving to a place that feels, you know, more aligned with, you know, a sense of ease, and a sense of grace. And I guess I can just equate it to, um, there's really, you know, moment to moment, if you're present, I, tr- there's not much Wrong. You're okay. Mm-hmm. And so that's not true for everyone. And I understand that there's several different factors, but I think there are many teachings, you know, certainly the teachings of Buddha and, and several others throughout the world that can really help move someone to that place. And I think, you know, a lot of those people because it's apparent when you meet them, people who are happy, you mean. people who are content with the moment. So I think that's a wonderful way to encapsulate a definition. Happiness being contentment with the moment. That to me sounds more like something that you you really consciously decide as opposed to something that happens upon you. Yeah, I mean that's 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 um you know, this is the the point of being present and not to plug meditation, but I, you know, I, I do want to plug it and I do think it's go for it. It's, it's your podcast. It's, um, Who's going to stop you? Not me. It's uh, it's probably the most important tool we have to, you know, calm and guide ourselves to a state of feeling content in the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it easy? No. Um, does it take continual practice? It does. But if you can, even for 20 seconds, a minute, a day peacefully take a breath in and out, it will start to, you know, move in a way that you might feel more comfortable because it it makes me sad to think that most people are, have that level of anxiety and are mostly unhappy. Well, look at the hysteria, you know, is it unhappiness though? I mean, I don't think so, but I do think the anxiety is real because what has been in my, you know, a lot of this information, just trying to digest it has been challenging because so much of what I'm seeing in the media is not aligning with my everyday experience. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I went to, to target expecting, you know, to get pushed over the, you know, in the doorway by, by harried shoppers and seeing empty shelves. And I go in and it's calm 
and there's plenty of stuff on the shelves and, and all that stuff. Um, and also not, you know, knowing many, many people, but not knowing anyone that I can point to who says, like, I have a confirmed case. Now, that's not to say that, oh, I, I just know a representative sample and da da da, da. But I do want to throw out some numbers to try to put... Before oh. you um, throw out your notebook full of stats. Listen, I just want to I just, give us I know. some context. It's cool. It's great. It's funny because... And I, you know what? We There should be stats on something like this, but... Um, it was such a casual conversation of what we were going to do. So I really didn't prepare. I you mean, should. I was There's no way day. to prepare for this. This is unprecedented. There's no, no but preparation. You, I just want everyone to know that you have a, a spiral bound notebook. You make that sound. It is a four inch thing. Don't, <laughs> with, don't blow it up. It's small. With statistics. So I commend you for being prepared. And look how it's going to all this of five minutes. But any, can I just share this? Because yeah, you'll just, understand why. Before that. Okay, go. No, no, go, 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 go. I forget. Go. Bring it back. Bring it back. I don't know what we were talking about before your spiral bound notebook. <laughs> Damn it. Well, this is the thing. Okay, go. There are 8.6 million people in New York. Oh, I remember. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> Hold the stats. All Hold right. The they stats. ain't going nowhere. They're written down. Here's the the one part about this that I think we, we should heed caution to. And that is, I, I do believe that we actually don't know the true amount of cases hell no so i think when we say i don't actually know someone uh, the only i could be it look i mean knock on wood but (laughs) they don't have enough tests right so so i think that's the one part of caution that is is a valid one you know then i'll go with what we do know okay all right back back to the notebook roughly Mm -hmm. they're about 8.6 million people in the five boroughs of new york city right yep of those, I'm not even going to give the number for the number of people who have like confirmed cases because that'll be like double tomorrow as more tests come in. It's like, oh, now we have a marker on you. But of the 8.6 million in New York City, there have not been any fatalities. Nobody has died from this. Mm-hmm. In the United States of America, there are roughly 329 million people. Of those people... The fatalities have been 48. Mm-hmm. 48. And I am in no way diminishing the devastation of those 48 lives lost. In no way at all. In your home state of Jersey, there has been one person who has passed away. It was an elderly person. Mm-hmm. This outbreak, because we don't know all that this virus can do, we don't know fully where it comes from. We don't know how to treat it, but it has not taken the death toll that many, many, many other viruses have and many other, you know, things that happen in, in life, living in a city. Oh, no, I, I, I agree with that. I think what is causing the hysteria and the anxiety. People are acting like they're going to fall out and, and like be caught with the bubonic plague. That's what I'm saying. That's what I've been hearing. People like literally. Oh my God! The, the, the Look, internet you know, you is know what it full does? of hilarious, know. you know, memes. But even you know, I'm getting all these group chats and things, and people are like, "It's the big one, Elizabeth." And I'm like, "Wait a minute! Everybody has survived so far in our city." To me, that's really encouraging. Now, take 
this seriously because it does have to be treated and you do want to keep it from going to other people but canceling all my plays no but i but, but that, no but i think that <laughs> I, I think that is exactly the point i think it's actually quite prudent because it is because they don't that. know enough about it right yeah. and so and so and i think you can I think the biggest indicator of what happens if we don't do some of these things is certainly Italy, right? So exactly. I, so I think. Exactly. Uh, listen, we again as New Yorkers, I I walked. Not the end of my stats, by the way. <laughs> I walked. Aside. I walked here, and oh, thought, nice. and I, yeah, I wanted to take a walk, and thought I'd walk down to the podcast studio. And there absolutely no social distancing happening in the streets of New York. I I was, you know, surprised. And also, of course, because we're New Yorkers and we think we're, you know, indestructible. And but I mean, people, you know, in Times Square, they have the all the different characters. I can't remember the last time I walked through Times Square. I did this on purpose today and they had all these different characters and I saw a guy, you know, go up to this big panda and poke him, you know, and I was like, wait, what is happening out here? <laughs> you know, people are touching each other. So I think, I think that, um, I hear you when you say the, the shows, the Broadway shows were a big deal, you know, cause that, that's unprecedented as well. But listen, it takes one event. Yes. Yes. And God, protect Italy and, and much of Europe. And I mean, if you look at like those maps that the World Health Organization has created showing where this outbreak has hit and caused the most damage, like all of Europe is covered. Mm-hmm. And, you know, big this region in China, but not all of China. And, you know, comparatively, very little in America, very little in South America, very little in Africa, very little in Russia. And it certainly makes it's I scratch my head on so many levels. Would you if you had a trip planned, would you go? Where? Uh, not Europe. Mm, South America. Uh, California. Well, I was supposed Africa. to go to um, to Arizona, actually, to visit my aunt next month. Mm-hmm. I'm scheduled to go to a conference in New Orleans in May. My aunt called this morning, and she lives in a senior citizen community. She said, don't come. Our entire community is being, um, uh, like, put not on a lockdown, but Mm -hmm. they are forbidding any strangers from coming until further notice. And this is happening. The governor of New York announced the same thing for all of the um, nursing homes here Mm -hmm. in in New York. She's not in a nursing home, but it is, like, an active adult facility. But they have made that call. And so that is a trip that's not happening. I don't know whether the conference is going to continue in May. And it's one that I've been looking forward to since September. But would you go if... um, If all was clear? Yeah. I would be more reluctant about traveling on the plane. Now, I generally don't like to fly Mm -hmm. because I have a slightly... Um, slightly compromised immune system Mm -hmm. because of an autoimmune condition. And so I always get sick on planes. Anything more than two hours in the air, my nose turns into a faucet. So I am that person who like gets on, gets out my sanitizer. This is like for the years. Um, I wipe down the the tray table. I wipe down the armrests. Like I put a scarf over my face. The whole thing. I'm like, I know I look crazy, but this is what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the stuff about Naomi Campbell? 
I haven't. So Ooh. I, I want to, I want She's like me. I'm like, Oh my God, I have a, you know, a kindred spirit out there. So because of that, I would act, that is a, a, an environment where I would feel a very real and present danger. So I'm on the fence about the, flying, about flying, mm-hmm. but we will see how things go in the, the next month. I'm not going to take any flights in the next month. Okay. As yeah. much as I would love to, it's course, the it's the first no. um, year. because they're not checking people. That's the thing. The all guy the who, people the at at Newark and at JFK are all reporting. There are people coming from Italy, and they are getting asked no questions about their their health condition. Just going through customs, like welcome back, bye. You know, exactly. If anybody should be getting screened, well, they can't come anymore. Well. But still, the people who are Americans can come back. Right, yeah. My friend just got back from Greece yesterday. Mm-hmm. So i that's the part where I'm like, oh, government incompetence. What the f- is going on? Well, uh, we I don't think I want to go there. Well, anyway, um, that aside. Yeah, it's the first time in a, in a, obviously in a very long time that I don't have any travel planned. Well, you know what this does present <laughs> an opportunity for? What? A journey within. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm actually I'm actually looking forward to the slowdown. We move at a breakneck pace all the time as if it is normal. I've I've created a life in the past two years where I don't feel it's as fast as it used to be. Must be nice. I, I mean, you have to sort of make some of those decisions, right? Absolutely. If, if that's what you're guiding um principle is to sort of slow down but interestingly enough this situation is it's it's the working from home mm-hmm. that i'm not quite keen on that it's it's that actually more for exhausting me. for me to be at home working oh yeah um one of my friends said the same thing on a, on a chat earlier today she mm-hmm. was like i want to figure out how i can work somewhere not from home like i got the order saying like don't come back indefinitely um just work remotely but she's like i'd much rather be at the office well i read something today that i found so funny um i don't know where it was it might have been on instagram somewhere where someone said now we're gonna see how many meetings could actually be emails you know <laughs> i was like that's so true absolutely that's absolutely. so true i just you know we're doing so many video calls and i just um i don't know i think i have to make an effort just to go outside and walk around mm-hmm. i think i think um we all know generally how i feel about working but there is something about um interacting with other people oh my gosh it's tremendous i i did not realize you know i i always often say oh i kind of like being solo and being on my own but i'm actually surrounded by people all day long mhm mm-hmm. and the past couple of days i've i've felt the impact of not being around people don't miss the water i know that well <laughs> drip 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 let me tell you when i had to strike out on my own, mm-hmm. not having the structure provided by being one in an office environment with other people and not having just the routine and the interaction daily with lots of people, even the people that I couldn't stand was so difficult and it truly took me about a year to fully create my own structure and to become 
you know, as productive as I was in that environment. And that was completely unexpected because to your point, when you don't have it, you're like, oh, I just, I wish I could be my own boss. I wish I could, you know, do my own thing. But communities are powerful. Communities are powerful. But I didn't have this problem a few years ago when I left work for about 18 months when I went on my hiatus. But that was a break. That was a break, fair. But I wonder if it's the idea that uh, I'm being forced into something versus choosing. Mm. You know, like that was a choice I made to leave, whereas I have no choice really but to, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I think I think we will, we will. We have to survive. We have to carry on. Now, what that looks like, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. It'll be great. It'll be great. So how are you handling um, the, the so, wait, there was something else that you had said that, see, this is what happens when I have no structure. I don't have other notes. You had said something that I wanted to return to. Um, social distancing. I'm going to come back to that, but something else. Right. Don't remember. I'll remember. Anyway, social distancing. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, wait, wait. About the happiness stuff. Okay. The we happiness can go back, stuff. back to that. Yeah. There are a lot of people who are like, happiness is a choice. It's a choice. And I, I feel like find myself quoting Toni Morrison quite a bit here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw her speak uh, a few years ago, and she said something that never left me. She said, you know, I, I have people who ask me, you know, like the meaning of life all the time, blah, blah, blah. And I just hope that all of you out there listening don't think that the most important thing that you can do with your life is to just try to be happy. I mean, she said it with such disdain. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. And of course it pulled a laugh, but she was dead serious. She was like, don't settle for just trying to be happy. Are you kidding? To me, the ultimate pursuit is to have a life with meaning. Because what's happy? What is happy? You know, and I think what you were speaking about of contentment and and being content in the present moment leans a bit more towards the meaning side of things as opposed to something like emotional. No, it's not emotional. It's actually the opposite of emotion. But see, when most people talk about I'm happy, they are talking about their feelings. They are. What I'm really. What are you talking about? And when oh, I got this one for you. I'm gonna interview you. When was the moment that you realized that happiness wasn't about feelings? Oh boy, that's a that's a great one. I, I do. We got to stay on message here. What was the moment I realized that happiness wasn't about feelings? Mm-hmm. Um, on on you know on my sabbatical, so it wasn't that long ago. Wow. Do, do elaborate. Yeah, I think happened. I, you know, I had spent a lot of time in India. And I think when you have the privilege to spend moments uh, creating a day, creating creating your uh, agenda, you know, not... See, I know you and I know the backstory, but can you just break down <laughs> why you went to India and what you were doing there? Why I went to India? I went to India for several reasons. I mean, my parents uh, grew up there. I I grew up in the States, as we've noted several times. I was born in New Jersey. And um, I felt at a very young age, I I only went to India at 8 and 25. 
I did not know that. Yeah, so we didn't we didn't travel back often. Mm-hmm. But the eight when I was eight and I was there, um, I had a very specific moment of understanding and realizing that I had been there many times before in a previous life or previous wow. lives, and I, I felt even at eight years old more at home in Bombay than I've ever felt, you know, anywhere uh, growing up in New Jersey or 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 in New York City. So mm-hmm. for me, it was an opportunity to really get into life there. Um, and, and it was easy, you know, it it was very easy for me to assimilate and, and be a part of that city, just like I knew it would be. Excellent. Um, but when you have, when you have, and it wasn't India in general, and yes, there were many factors, external factors that led to sort of a feeling of content, but there were moments where I was on my own often, you know, during that, during that hiatus, whether I was traveling Um, whether it was in Bombay. And I think that allows you space to really get comfortable with the moment and Mm -hmm. yourself. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was a combination of, um, I'm okay. You know, I don't need the external validation or a job. Um, Meaning, (laughs) I I don't need to be defined by a job. Yeah. Or a relationship or any of those things to feel... I guess it is an emotion, but to be content. And if you think about it, in those moments, I had no income coming in. Uh, I thought I gave up a pretty decent gig um, that, you know, uh, many people had defined me by. A lot of experiences with that gig, you know, U.S. Open tickets and all that good stuff. But none of that in those moments mattered to me because... I was incredibly calm and content in the moment. And so I don't know if it was one particular thing. I mean, I guess now that I'm talking about it, I could go back to, you know, a moment on the beach in Thailand. Again, a lot of these things were on my own. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I never had done that before. You know, simply just um, giving myself the space to be with no expectations from me, no expectations from anyone else. And it's incredibly difficult to do that in your everyday. So I make it sound so easy, but that's where I think, you know, meditation comes in because you can go to that place anytime you want. That is a wonderful lead in to my follow-up question. Oh, wait, what? About social distancing. Yeah. We don't take time to just take some space away from one another mm-hmm. and to really unite with our own selves. Mm-hmm. And I think it's definitely to our detriment. Um, you have beautifully stated your experience. I thank you for sharing that. This definition that's been put out, I don't know what it is. I didn't read anything, but they say that we should be doing social distancing. But I think that means like standing an arm's length. Well, my arms are longer than most people. So maybe whatever the distance is from people so as to not spread the germs. But do you think that perhaps this is an opportunity for people to look within and take some time in isolation to do some soul searching to figure out? where their contentment really lies. I think it's the perfect opportunity. I don't I don't look at, you know, I make fun of social distancing. You know, it's like the best thing never happened to me and gosh, I've been dreaming about social distancing for a yeah, year, but, but but what I really mean by that is is the opportunity to 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 do exactly what you said. 
Um, and that's the way we should think about it. We should think about it in terms of um, this incredible gift to have a moment to think about what it is we're doing, you know, and how we're <laughs> reacting and how we're going about our day and who we're spending our time with. Yeah. Who do we miss? Mm. Um, who do we not think of? Mm. Uh, what are some of the things that we, we crave? You know, um, th I think the, the, you know, physical activity is another big thing because a lot of gyms were shut down, et cetera. And how does that make us feel? You, you know, know, I think that yeah. it, it, it runs the gamut. And I think... Get creative, people. I think what, um, you know, I think probably, quite frankly, the thing I miss about going into the office is that that was a distraction. You know, probably right now there's a pivot point in my life as well. And I think... A distraction from what? A distraction from myself. And that's 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 the thing, right? That's where we have to be super cognizant and aware of of how we're spending our time. You know, it's, that is profound. Number one, I can relate to that. Number two, I remember taking a, a trip once with the expectation that I was going with someone else. I think I mentioned this anyway. Um, and at the last minute they had to cancel. And so I was like, Oh, well, I'll just go on this trip. I'll bring journals and I'll bring all these books and I will have all this internal time. And I was a little bit sad that yeah, I was going to yeah. be by tough. myself for two weeks in right. France. Oh, what a horrible life, you know, tough. But I ended up going and I never had more than an hour just to myself. I met so many, you know, travel friends. And that was a complete shock. I had no expectation that I was going to be doing so much interacting. I maybe did one journal entry the whole time. Mm -hmm. I met some very nice, uh, handsome fellas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I met some wonderful people, for, you know, other travelers, other local people. It was phenomenal. Like all this stuff that people talk about, like, oh, the French are awful to Americans. I'm like, not to me. Mm. But... I took another trip by myself with, you know, a couple of years later, very, very intentional about this is going to be me time, mm -hmm. all these things, you know, talk about plan B being better. Um, I had, I was so restless the entire time. I, I went to Cape Cod by myself. I brought books. I'm like, I'll be on the beach. I'll stick my feet in the, in the sand and just, you know, meditate. Mm -hmm. And that was my intention. But I think where I was at that point, just in, in my journey, I could not settle my mind enough mm -hmm. to really enjoy it. Yeah. it. It felt more, okay, when am I going back? How many more days? Which is weird. Have you ever like been on vacation? You're just like, I, I can't really even settle into this. I might as well get back to my routine. Yeah, that rarely happens to me. Um, but uh, <laughs> And that was a first, I will say. I but was like, there, have yeah. been mo there have been times and... Um, you know, there have been times when I think, um, okay, this isn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. And I can't find the groove that I'm used to. And some of that has to do with, you know, uh, perhaps uh, situations happening back at home. Sometimes, though, uh, those are the experiences that make you realize um, that something else is up. Yeah, and that's probably when the soul searching is the most necessary. So you got to stick with it. You know, I think that's the part that we... we are so privileged in many ways. Well, I don't, I don't we like don't this. know how to sit in discomfort. Right, I don't like this. I'm going to go home. I don't like this. I'm no. going to change my mind. Well, now you're home. You're home all day. So, girl, what you going to do? 
<laughs> Lots of reading happening. That's which a is, distraction. Yeah, true. But, um, you know, it's also, you. we have enough time. We have enough time for wonderful storytelling in our minds. Yeah. Um, but um, I have, you know, the past couple of days of meditation practice, I've upped up the time that I'm sitting with myself. When you meditate, how long do you meditate for? Oof. Um, I would, does it matter? Like, is it? I don't something? think it matters. Okay. I think, um, I think it's important. It, one minute, two minutes, whatever you need to do or can do. There's several apps out there that can help assist in this meditation thing. But um, I would say about 20 minutes. Okay. And that's not even that long. Um, but I've worked myself up to 20 minutes because mm-hmm. um, the monkey mind, it gets you. Well, it's interesting. So I'm a huge, huge prayer like lover. Mm-hmm. And so um, one of the things that was a talk about a, a Bali moment, a pivot for me, because um, for me, prayer is a form of meditation mm-hmm. as well. Absolutely. It's a conversation mm-hmm. um, with with God. And I remember when I started um, studying with uh, a pastor at my current church, he introduced me to this idea of like, that's one piece of it, but you also ought to be introducing meditation into your prayer routines mm-hmm. because when you're praying, it's the unilateral, you know, you're just sending them up, you know, right. all the things, emptying your soul. And that is huge. I mean, I am praying for the people who are working in all the medical facilities, the yeah. people who are getting affected by this. I'm praying for all things. But at the same time, creating space for some answers to come back. Right. And that doesn't happen. Like if I'm talking to you, talking to you, talking to you, you're listening to me. I'm not hearing what you're saying. So I got to shut up. Right. And that only happens in the meditation space. So he encouraged me. He's like, no, you know, do put up your request, but then sit in the silence and really just listen. And if your mind is moving too fast, then you work on quieting it and, and doing what you're speaking about, really getting the getting things I, yeah. to a place of stillness so that you can open up to your deeper soul. I also think... And, um, to divine inspiration. You know, totally. And being in stillness as well, you know, think about current situation. And if we all had a little bit of that stillness within us, how it could proliferate out to everyone that we come in contact with. Right. So for every, they should have like, like an hour of like prayer and meditation for the whole city. Like how they have those moments of silence. What if they just like, you know what, in response to this chaos, we need everybody to chill out and cool out. We are calling, if you so choose, of course this is optional, but we are asking that people who do subscribe to any form of spiritual practice just take this, you know, Tuesday, because everybody's going to be, you know, working from home anyway. And from nine o'clock to 10 o'clock, just be still. You know who did a, a meditation or a, a sort of a silent offering or a gathering today on Oprah? Social? Oprah did one. Lizzo did one. Are you one. serious? No, Oprah did I don't one? know if Oprah did one. I'm saying oh, like, I thought you were telling me because you no. you're you and Oprah are besties, and she kind of in gave my head we up. are. Yeah. But I um, think that she would co-sign. On it. Lizzo did a moment of silence. I today. love it. So you look. I love that. her. She's fun. She is fun. Um, I don't know. I think I think it's so important, especially now, to ground yourself and, and take a moment and. 
I'm going to ask you a question. We, God, how do we always run out of time? How, what, what? You know, it's oh, a little, I, I, you know, oh, wow. we've talked about this, how I don't like listening to our podcasts. Um, <laughs> I so don't I was, know why. When you it's said, so when you had texted me and said, well, you know, if our guest doesn't show up, you and I can record. I was like, no, absolutely not. I am not doing that. But, you know, I kind of rolled with it. Yeah, you were wonderful. What does the next few days look like for you? The first thing that comes to my mind, cooking. Mm. I am looking forward to cooking Mm -hmm. very interesting dishes that I have had and wanted to to get to and try, but have not for months because there's always something going on. And I mean like the things that require a lot of prep work, like a lot of chopping involved. Do you want to come help? Uh, Ooh, okay, never mind. Okay, I get it. <laughs> I actually, you know, right before you got here, I was talking to a friend of mine who said, do you want to come over for dinner? And I, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I'm not sure. My house is clean. It's not about you. I, it's I'm more about... offended. No, you I can think... eat my potato salad. I don't know if I want to be traveling anywhere. That's the thing I think we're all grappling and struggling with. Okay. You know, not... That's fair. It's I'm not a, about the destination. It's about the journey. I'll ride you in my car. Yeah, we could talk about it. Yeah. I, That's I think, a no, y'all. Wow. You I thought think, you had a friend. Okay. I think, uh, <laughs> no, no, I, I'm not sure. I hear you. I you hear Because you, you would need to Uber back. It's, it's, listen, I have. Um, and those things have become gross. I can tell you most of what my thought process is centered around, and that that's my parents. You know, I, I go yes. there every Sunday, and so I'm trying to figure out, honestly, do I limit my interaction until I go see them? Yes. I don't want to, yes, absolutely. you know, go there and get... Look, there are a lot of people in my building. I get it. But I even not think that, not even but... about, you know, I think that generally, even if I didn't go anywhere, but um, yeah. I think, you know, what about media? Are you going to still continue to take in all oh. that you can? I'm not going to unplug. <laughs> I wanted to move off of Actually, why I'm not coming yeah, to your house I, for dinner. <laughs> look, I'm... Grace, it's part of a friendship. <laughs> um, I so I'll, I'll definitely be cooking. I'm, I'm looking forward to that because cooking actually is kind of meditative for me. Right, it's very calming. So I will do that, and I, I'll check in just because I, I I'm addicted to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the hourly, no, no, I'll you know hear what's on in the morning and maybe here's the late night pundits at night and that's it for me. Mm. Um, and I, I, I have so much work to do that I'm just going to, but what I do to what you were saying earlier, I would like to really take advantage of any, if there really is like a pause that opens up, I just want to use that time to work on my creative projects. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of all those. I want to do. Yeah. I, I just want to write. Um, I even was thinking about picking up my guitar and, and, you know, trying to reacquaint my fingers to the chords. Right. Um, and so that, that will be what I do. I, I, I'm watching, um, uh, (laughs) pandemic movies tonight after I make dinner (laughs) for whatever reason. I don't know. I'm looking for a happy ending. Do you remember the outbreak movie? Yeah. With Dustin Hoffman? Yeah, I do. Yo. It's scarily relevant. That's a, it's the twenty five year anniversary of it, like now, which I, is kind of spooky. I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to watch it because it ends well, and I am in search of a you know sugar rush happy ending concerning an outbreak, 
which is far worse than what we're dealing with here because that one really was like deadly. <laughs> I, do, well. I, I do want to tell, I do want to tell our listeners one thing. Um, while I do think it's so important to take a moment to go within, I do think it's also important to connect with people. So do a yes. bunch of FaceTimes, you know, reach out to people. Um, I think I might make like write some cards to people that I love and just haven't um, connected with in a while who I know are not going to be expecting it at all. That's lovely, D. You're not going to get one. You won't even come to dinner. <laughs> you know what I did think about today, though? Was, Actually, you, know, you will. Why, uh, <laughs> you know, wouldn't it be so cool if something, not cool, sorry, just interesting if something like this happened when we're in Bali and we had to stay there? I wouldn't mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Bali was, you know, safe. Yeah, yeah. Right. No. Just, uh, just thoughts on how I've traveled so much in the world, you mm-hmm. know, and that I'm currently well girl the tickets there are like 50 dollars, so we might as well book them maybe for the summer want to go for my birthday we do this every year let's do it but now it's like legit like crazy cheap i i think let's take advantage of it i know and then we could record an episode from our phones well maybe your phone because it's nicer than mine can we do that anything is possible don't you know there are well you know d we have to start thinking about having guests remote depending on how things happen there are some folks who i think would be incredible for for i've got a few too so we'll have to we'll have to pick that up so i think it's time for us to shut it down shut it down well thank you preeti for bringing my guest today on the thank you d for being my guest Um, we appreciate everyone that's listening. Truly. And I, I don't have any advice because I'm not a, you know, a public health person other than wash your hands. Really, the Purell thing, it does kill what's on your hands, but the washing of them actually gets it down the drain. Yeah. And you can use that as a nice moment to meditate. Yeah. <laughs> meditate and wash. Hey, your hands are in prayer mode anyway. When That's you're right. washing That's them, right. just you send can... it up for healing and protection you and all take a moment. But well. I think the only advice we have is, you know, take care of yourself and yeah. take care of others too. And continue on your search for meaning. And then come and talk to us. And about then come it. Talk, talk to us about <laughs> all the moments you had during yeah. your downtime. Post Corona, maybe we'll put that out there. Uh, okay. Uh, well, thanks for listening. Catch us on social media. We love you all so very much. We do. Bye. Have a good one. Please subscribe to our podcast on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, follow us on Instagram, the underscore Bali underscore effect. And we'll see you there. Thank you. Bye. Check us out.